Welcome to the Vandenack Weaver Legal Visionaries Podcast, brought to you by Interactive Legal. Here's your host, Mary Vandenack. Welcome to today's episode of Vandenack Weaver Legal Visionaries, a weekly podcast discussing updated legal news, evolving methods of providing legal service, and law practice issues. My name is Mary Vandenack, founder and managing partner at Vandenack Weaver LLC. I'll be your host as we talk to experts from around the country about closely held business, tax, trusts and estates, legal technology, law firm leadership, and well-being. Before we start today's episode, I want to thank our sponsor. Here's a message from Interactive Legal. There's always a resistance to change, particularly with attorneys. Attorneys like to look back at what's worked in the past, and that makes a lot of sense. But when you realize that with a good automated drafting system, you can do a better job for your clients, deliver documents on a more timely fashion, in a more consistent and in a more costly manner. If you're not a subscriber to Interactive Legal, I urge you to go to interactivelegal.com and click on Request a Demo. And you'll be contacted about having a demonstration of Interactive Legal for you, which can be done right over the Internet. Don't have to leave your office. No salesperson will call. We can arrange it at a time inconvenient for you. So please go to interactivelegal.com and click on Request a Demo. Today's episode is on the importance of firm culture and lawyer well-being. My guest is Pam Hernandez. Pam is the founder and CEO of The Right Reflection, a coaching firm that specializes in helping leaders achieve their highest potential. Her focus is on developing both what she refers to as the inner game and the outer game of leadership. Thanks for joining us today, Pam. It's great to be here, Mary. You know, Pam, I asked you to speak to us on this topic for a few reasons. One of them, I've been working on my personal brand, which includes a passion about wellness. And another is, you know, you actually helped our firm with addressing the issues of culture. And one of the things that was really valuable out of that was that there's sometimes a disconnect in terms of the way leaders see things and the way that people that work there see what leaders see. And we've run into that a lot. And we have a great culture right now. So we are trying to focus in on how do we keep that in place? But a huge factor in lawyer well-being is the work environment. And a lot of lawyers, and especially young lawyers, and, and maybe even you know lawyers who are just looking to lateral, choose law firms and they don't really understand what they're getting into. And I know that at one point I went to three different law firms and they were all great law firms in terms of the legal services and what they did, but culturally none of them were the right fit for me. And so I think it's just really important to talk about, well, what is it? So exactly what is culture, specifically law firm culture, and why is it so important to lawyer well-being? Well, Mary, at its basic, culture is how do we do things around here? And that becomes really important because you're going to spend a lot of your time with these folks in the environment. And if you're not comfortable with them, then um, you're never going to be fully engaged and you're never going to be producing at the level that you should be producing. So what items specifically can be important in a law firm's culture? Well, even to a non-lawyer, what I know about law firms is 
billable hours. And that becomes pretty important, as you've kind of explained to me, and um, that there are firms that have a certain requirement. Uh, It could be 1,500 hours of billable hours per year. It could be 1,800. It could be 2,200. After you kind of explained this to me, I went on a little research of my own, and it's really kind of crazy. Now, I know you know this, but even to bill 1,800 hours, you need to work approximately 2,400 hours. And if you take out a few vacations and uh, some commuting time, you're basically working 11 hours every day. And you need to know whether or not that's the life you want. Now, if you want to go up to the high level of 2,200 hours billable, you need to work 3,000 hours, which is about 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and seven hours a day, three Saturdays a month. Now, not all law firms have that kind of emphasis, but if they do, you need to understand what the impact is going to be, and if that's something that's okay with you. And there may be some that that doesn't impact their well-being. They're okay with working those number of hours, right? But for others... Maybe not. And so what you're saying is like, really know what that is. Yes. And the billable hours is a big requirement. And then there's, you know, some of the firms will say, hey, we're a true 1800 hour firm, but really everybody's doing, hitting the 2000 or higher mark. And Mm -hmm. so that becomes kind of a challenge if you think you're joining that. So that's really doing some investigation of culture. Mm -hmm. What other things might someone want to think about before they would join a law firm? Well, and again, it's whatever's really important to you. But some of the things are, you know, is it truly a team or is it just a bunch of lawyers in offices that happen to be in the same building? Um, Do you have a presence? Does the firm have a presence in the community if that's important to you? A huge one is communication. Uh, How is the communication among um, the staff, the partners, everyone? And is it a communication style that is supportive or can it be dismissive or sarcastic? And those are things that you need to think about. The other thing I think, especially for a young lawyer, but even for someone um, mid-career or whatever, are you going to get mentored? Or if you ask someone to mentor you, uh, will you receive that? Same thing about training. Is there time built in that you'll be able to continue learning in your career? It's a really good question if you have a 2,400 billable hour requirement, right? Does anybody actually have time to talk to me? Yeah. Does anybody have time to mentor me? Does anybody have time to train me, right? Exactly. We are going to take a brief break from our episode for a word from one of our sponsors, Carson Private Client. Wealth planning focuses on liquidity management and charges you a fee based on a percentage of your assets. But entrepreneurs typically invest in their business, resulting in light liquidity. That requires a unique strategy. At Carson Private Client, we provide a proactive and holistic strategy for building and protecting your wealth. Our mission is to alleviate the stresses and the burdens of coordinating all of those financial strategies. Carson Private Client will work with your current team of advisors to customize a strategy that manages all aspects of your life and wealth, giving you back the time to focus on what matters most. Complex needs require sophisticated solutions. Reach out to our office at 402-779-8989 to schedule your consultation. 
Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Okay, let's continue our episode. So, you know, and then my next question is just about how does somebody really figure that out? Mm -hmm. And the reason I ask that question is I remember when I was actually interviewing for positions and I had a career counselor, the person who was in the placement office at the time said, well, as a woman, you should go into this big law firm A and you should ask them the real questions. Like, what is it like to be here as a woman lawyer? And is it really a grind like that? And she goes, go in and ask the real questions. So I went into this law firm and I asked the real questions and didn't quite pick up the really funny looks I was getting. And of course, I was first in my class and not one single person, you know, they didn't call that law firm, didn't call me back. And every other law firm I was interviewing with was making me offers. And so I'm like, wow, I can't believe that. So mm-hmm. then I go to law, the next law firm that I interviewed for. And I said, and they asked me, you know, well, what is your, you know, greatest, uh, what is your greatest challenge? Well, I'm a perfectionist and sometimes that gets in my way. And, you know, what is your great, you know, the, and, and sort of the stock answers and the mm-hmm. stock. And they called me that night and offered me a job. So that summer, I asked my mentor, I said, you know, I went over to firm one and I asked the real questions and they didn't make me an offer. And then I came over here and I played the game and you made me an offer that night. Like, how does that work? Like, how does, so how does somebody, and what he said to me is, well, you know what you did? It was you proved that you know how to play the game in this interview anyway, didn't mm-hmm. in the other one, right? And that really matters. So if somebody's looking to really figure out what the culture of a law firm or, you know, a business is, what do they do in the interview process, or how do they figure that out? Okay. Well, um, and it's too bad that that didn't work with your firm number one, because that shows that the culture, and they probably have a, a lot of great uh, posters in their office about their values, but they don't act them out. Um, and so, But there are things you can do. You're probably going to go through a few interviews, and now that we're post-pandemic, hopefully uh, we can do some of those in person. So keep your eyes open, okay? If you're sitting in the waiting room, how do the lawyers uh, treat the receptionists? Do they throw something on her desk and say, I need it in an hour? Uh, Or are they polite? Uh, As you go into the firm, is every door closed and people just kind of uh, rushing around? Um, You don't really need to ask the firm's attire policy. Just look around. How are people dressed? Uh, And is it a way that you would feel comfortable being every day? Um, And then in the interview process, you are interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you. Um, And of course, you have to do it in a certain way, but this is your life. uh, And this is your life for the next several years. And if it's not a fit, it's going to be miserable. So, um, you know, things like what opportunities does the firm provide for social and professional interactions? Uh, you know, do you go to conferences together? Do they do things socially outside of work? Do they care about each other um, uh, as individuals? And even do they have, you know, committees that might or some way of communication, if it's not a committee, that will focus on the concerns of the employee. And this is where billable hours can come in again, is do they build in some time to make sure that not only are they meeting the needs of their clients, but they're meeting the needs of their employees. 
So thanks for the comments today, Pam. Any final observations on the subject? Oh, yeah. I talk to a lot of people, especially when they're in transition uh, for either a new career or just a new organization. And the best thing that you can do is know yourself. Know what's important to you. What kind of environment brings out the best of you? You know, what are your values? What are your strengths? There's a great tool that I like to use. It's called the VIA Survey, V-I-A, and it stands for Virtues in Action. And what it does, and it's at, just so your uh, listeners can go, it's at viacharacter.org. And you can go in by yourself. There's a free version. There's one that's not very much money. But it will tell you what is truly important to you and what, um, uh, what your signature strengths are. And there are, there's tons of research out there that shows if you can use your signature strengths every day, that you will be more engaged, you will be more productive, and you will be more energized. And on the flip side, if somebody stomps on those uh, strengths every day, you are going to be miserable. And so just first of all, getting to know where you work best. And uh, lastly, I'd say is as you're in the office, imagine yourself working here and and if you can imagine yourself working there and think, yeah, this, this might be okay. If you get any feeling in your gut, you know, there's quite a network out there. You can start asking around and probably find someone who can give you another perspective. I really like that idea of knowing yourself and not only knowing yourself, but then using that to help evaluate where you're going to be. Because I think I've shared with you the story that when I went through, I went through three firms in short order good firms, but I thought it was the practice of law that was my problem. And so I went and trained to become a Pilates and yoga trainer, and I was going to quit the practice of law, and I was going to teach Pilates and yoga. And then, you know, I, I changed, I actually started my own firm. It was like, I've been living happily ever after for quite a few years <laughs> at this point. I was going, oh, because there I got to design my own culture. And so I always encourage those looking to lateral or make any change in the industry and the same thing is true, I think, in business as well, is don't get desperate, know yourself, and know what's going to be a good fit for you. And exactly. that's going to be one of the foundations of well-being. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Pam, for being here today. I really appreciate it. As we get to the end of our episode, I want to thank our sponsors, Interactive Legal and Carson Private Client. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, and stay tuned for our weekly releases. A Huda Media Production.